All right. You guys ready? Go right into it. Ready when you are. Do I do the radio voice? <laughs> I don't. How you feeling today? I don't you know. like radio voice, Mike, today? I don't know. <laughs> Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon is my podcast. We'd like to thank grillyourassoff.com, drinkwildbills.com, poddex.com, and all of our listeners over at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast. You guys make this show happen. Mm-hmm. 10% off if you use the promo code bacon at all those sites. Check it out on our site, baconismypodcast.com. Yes, and also, big thanks to Manscaped for not only sponsoring the show, but Keeping us fresh and so clean. I used a bunch of it today. As did I. On my way, I'm not on my way here, and not in the car, yeah. but before I came here. I mean, don't drink in Manscaped. Right. Well, you can use the wipes. The crop, the crop, the crop mop. mops crop are, mops, are great. Yeah. You can use those in the car to freshen up. Yeah. Um, but I have the I have the deodorant on right now, mm-hmm. uh, and I use the body wash and the uh, shampoo. Yeah. And uh, I I use the uh, the scrub. Ball, yeah, the ball scrub. The ball scrub. I use You're that exfoliated. Today. I am exfoli- Yeah, the ball exfoliator. I knew you look. You had like a little bit of an extra glow. Right. To you. Yeah. My, that's because my balls are exfoliated. <laughs> well then. Uh, f- by the way, if you go to manscaped.com, you use the promo code BaconPod, mm-hmm. you get twenty percent off your order and free shipping. Yeah. And free shipping. And it helps out the show. Right. It helps so, us out, and it helps you out. You get a deal. You help us out. And uh, we're all just awesome, and all of us have uh, clean balls. Keep your balls clean. Your balls will thank you. Yeah. They save balls. We Mm -hmm. save balls. Do we save balls because they save balls, and we're working with them? And we're pushing pushing to save the balls? We save balls. Yes. I'll allow it. Yeah. So what do we have on tap today, Uh, Jim Z? We have – well, before we get into that, how was your week? How was my week? You're just trying to get into business all right away. Hey, listen, man. Uh, I know you got so, a piece, so I'm just trying to stretch this out. Oh, no, that's cool. That's, that's cool. <laughs> um, so my week is pretty good. Um, I can officially say now that uh, that I put my notice into my job. Yes, you did. I Congratulations. Can, I can say you. I put my notice in. I gave them a lot of notice. I gave them a three-month notice. That's too much notice. Um, you know what? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> that's a lot it of is. notice. Uh, but They've I did, noticed. <laughs> They've noticed, uh, so yes, I uh, gave my notice to my job. I'm going to be starting a new venture. Uh, I'm really stoked about it. It's really cool. It is a really cool cause. And also, uh, I get to work from home. Um, I'm going to get to be able to do more things, um, travel a bit more. and Yeah. Just kind of, I'm changing I'm changing it up. I'm changing I'm, it up, and it's going to be really cool. And I you're going to be helping my, out. I brought my resume. I'll That's be, awesome. I'll be handing it in. Yes. Um, it's not a very good resume. It's okay. I mean, it's an okay resume. I'll give it to my people, and yeah, we'll see how it works. Well, I, well, yeah, I'm not going to hand it to you. I'm going to bring it back home, and then I'm going to have somebody else get it to your person. Right. Have your people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because um, it has. It can't be that easy. No. No. Right. No. Um, I don't know if you're qualified, but but we'll I'm, see. We'll see I, when the resume comes in. I know I that work. I definitely am not. I'm not going to judge a book by its cover. Uh, I don't even know if I'm qualified. The for inside this job. of this book has no pages, my friend. Yeah. It is all cover. Yeah, it oh. is all cover. 
Sweet. And then one of those like covers on top of the covers mm-hmm. so that the cover doesn't get damaged. The, co- the cover cover. Right. Yeah. There's a cover cover because I don't want to damage the cover. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But inside, vapid. <laughs> so that was my week. Nothing. That was my week. How about you? How about- uh, my week was pretty good. I, I, I played a, uh, a release show for um, my, my other band, Crash Transit. Uh, we released our record Lightspeed. It's out now. You can check it out on Spotify and all the other things. Um, and uh, we had a good show. We did yeah. like a hometown show. It was very cool. So uh, that was uh, that was midweek. That was on Wednesday. It was like a yeah. Wednesday early show. But it was early. It was early. That's yeah. good. That's good that it's early. So so that went well. That was fun. That was super cool. We got I to play have... on stage with a with a gentleman by the name of Law. Yeah. Uh, who's who's on one of the songs? Yes, he is on the song Dark Knight. He came up and did uh, he did some. Did some rapping with us, and then he also played some guitar with us. Played some guitar solo and uh, sang with us. Like he, multi-talented, amazing guy. I will be trying to get him on this. Oh, that's a good idea as yes. well. Yes. Uh, I already spoke to him about it. We're, we're, we're working it. We're working it. My people are gonna reach have, out to his yeah, people. Reach out to his. Yeah. people. You're my people. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I did, and uh, it was a good week. It was it's definitely a good week. week. Um, that, so that being said, can we get into business now? Absolutely. Or do you want to know more about how many shits did I take today? I don't, but I do want the people to know that there is an excellent There is a story. story. There's a poop story. <laughs> Coming up in this episode. Uh, as told by our guest, and this is probably not the best way to, to intro our guest. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she got a great poop story, everyone. Yeah. Um, she is a musician. She is... Uh, a dancer. She is a yoga instructor. She is a motivational speaker. She is uh, a yoga uh, instructor. Did we say that? Yeah, yoga instructor. Um, she uh, she has done adult entertainment. She has been a. She's a motorcycler. She's a dirt biker. She's uh, she writes semi pro soccer player. Semi pro soccer player. Um, man, girl a, does everything. She she calls herself a multifaceted help. Health professional, musician, and artist. And she is. All of those things. All of those things. Uh, Felicity Feline, soon to be just Felicity. Felicity Felicity Um, Fueled. Felicity Fueled online, if you want to check that out. Uh, Really cool conversation. Really cool girl. Um, Super smart, super talented, super fun to talk to. Yeah. Uh, And just awesome. It's a little bit longer, and I think it's one of our better... One of our better chats that we've had. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool, and it, it, you know, we, we keep things light, you know, yeah. and 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 uh, you know, like if you've listened to interviews with her in the past, they they tend to go on the darker side and, and stuff like that in terms of like the the bowels of the adult industry and shit right, like right. that. But uh, you know, I was very upfront and I was like, listen, we're gonna we're gonna try and not do that and she's not dark enjoy blindingly light we're gonna we're gonna try and like just completely steer away from that let's let's talk about the things that you love you enjoy the things that you're having fun with but she's got a really great story yeah and it's all a part of her story so and we did get into a little bit about it so if you're listening and you're like oh, i want to hear about that you will and you'll hear about it yeah. but you're gonna hear about a lot of other things too and you're gonna you're gonna hear it from uh the perspective of a very uh uh, very centered and sure of herself and confident. Yeah, uh, young lady. Indeed. So, uh, so what do you say? Let's do it. Yeah, let's definitely do that. Uh, when? I don't know. Why don't you tell us now? Fuck. 
All right, guys, we're going to take a quick timeout. Uh, we want to tell you all about our awesome sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Uh, we've been telling you about them since the beginning of the year. We've been users for years. Uh, but now they've put out the new Ultra Premium Collection. And what the Ultra Premium Collection includes is a two-in-one shampoo conditioner, a body wash, a hydrating body spray, deodorant, and lip balm. And uh, what you do is you go to the pro, uh, to the shopping cart. Yep. You put all your things in there. Yep. And when you're done, you use the promo code BACONPOD and you get 20% off and free shipping. I'm going to stop for one second and I'm just going to let you guys know that I've actually been using this stuff for the last two weeks. I got my order two weeks ago and I've been using it every day. And so I'm just going to give you a super fast review. The shampoo conditioner is awesome. My hair feels great. It doesn't feel dry. It's not loaded down. It's not weighted down. And it's, it actually feels really good. The body wash is awesome. It lathers up really great. I use a very little bit of it. I'm kind of like a uh, sponge guy, so I'll put it on the sponge, loofah, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's awesome. The, uh, the surprise for me has been the uh the body spray mm -hmm. it's really awesome i never used anything like that before i got it and i was like ah what's this gonna do i'll tell you what as a person with tattoos man my arms feel dry every now and then and sometimes for you of you that have tattoos you understand that like when it gets dry you start to feel like a raised up area for where mm -hmm. your tattoo was this actually it smells great and it feels great and it keeps you hydrated my hands my arms my tattoos that's what i've really used it on i haven't done the whole body or anything like that uh, i do use all the other products i use the crop preserver i use the foot spray at night i don't use it during the day because the might reviver as well wet. for a midday spritz yeah 100 uh, percent. that is the, not included in this but the wipes are key you can all use this stuff oh, here we go here we go. We got the wipes too. Yep. You can use all this stuff um, and you can get 20% off on all of these things. And of course, their flagship Lawnmower 4.0, which I was skeptical. I had the 3.0. Mm -hmm. They gave us a 4.0. I was like, how much better could it be? It's better. It's way better. I've nicked my sack on the 3.0. And I've nicked my sack zero times on the four point. Right. So go ahead, go to manscaped.com, use the promo code BACONPOD, get 20% off, get free shipping, and support a really awesome brand that we believe yeah. in and support the show a little bit. It's really good, guys. I don't care. If it's not good, I'd tell you because I don't care. Right. So it doesn't matter to me. But honestly, like, I'd use this stuff whether we had a discount or not. And I use our promo discount because that's what we have. <laughs> so have the same discount that we do. Indeed. And go over to manscaped.com and use Bacon Pod as your discount. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. So, they, this right? so I'll be like, I'm Mike and I'm Damien. Well, I like the consuming though. That's a good line. Oh, oh, and we are, and we are, and we are Felicity and you are consuming. Bacon is my podcast. And you are consuming. And you are consuming. That's a good adjective. That's a good verb. It's verb. So. Are you got it? Do you want to practice again or you got it? Let's try it. I'm Mike. And I'm Jamie. And, and we, we are Felicity. And you are consuming Bacon is my podcast. Should I go low or do I go excited? I, man, I don't know. You go with your Hello, everybody! Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry to scare you. Maybe low and sultry, like deep and sultry. Like, go for it. <laughs>
Hey. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. And that was Mike being sexy. That was that was <laughs> that was not being sexy. I I I've never approached my wife with that. Voice. I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna you ask, can her. ask her. And you should you approach her with that. Voice. I should. All right. Well, we'll test it out. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Bacon is my podcast. Today we have a multifaceted entertainer, uh, content creator, musician, uh, health professional. We've got. Felicity on today. What's going on, dude? Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Doing good. Hanging out here in uh, balmy, <laughs> yeah, balmy Long Island. Just, it, it's so weird because you like you look at one side of your your car like out one window right. and it's sunny, and then you look out the other side of the car and it is foreboding. It's the apocalypse is upon <laughs> us. Yeah, it's like awful. It's so weird. Very temperamental. It. Yes. Yes. You now you're originally from out here. When was the last time you were around to enjoy this uh, crappy weather? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I I was there for Christmas, but what's what's it now? It's April. So yeah, I mean, a, a few months ago, but I go every few months. I mean, I my whole family is pretty much there, so I like to visit as much as I can. You know, it's. I, I don't think I could ever live there again, but it's definitely, yeah. you know, it has a special place in my heart. So I like to visit. Now, did you like, is your, like you grew up here. Um, did your whole family kind of stay close together here? Are you the only one that kind of ventured out or did everybody kind of spread out? Yeah. Um, my whole family is still there. I mean, I ventured out pretty much like 21, uh, 22 ish when I was done with school, I went to Stony Brook. So mm -hmm. I was there and then um, my mom works there. Most of my family went there and I've been the only one that moved out of state. Um, my younger sister though, she, she did move out to Palm desert for a little bit um, for a year with her, her fiance. So like they, it's been cool. I've had a little bit of family here, but they're going to be moving back. So yeah, I'm kind of the outlier, like just, just here. Nice. Yeah. What what brought you to L.A.? Because um, I I moved to New York from Indiana. I grew up in the Midwest. And so okay. like, for me as a musician, I was like, oh, I'm either going to go to L.A. or I'm going to go to New York. And it was like picking one of those two places in my my brain at the time. Coin. I, yeah, my I flipped a coin. My my 20 year old brain was like, I'm going to flip a coin. And then that's what I did. Um, so what brought you to L.A.? What was it? Uh, there was a lot of reasons. I mean, primarily, so during college, uh, I was studying mainly like health and wellness, health science. Mm -hmm. um, and I would go to California during my semesters off just because I don't know what it was. I just always had a fascination with California. I, I was always curious about the weather and, and the vibe there. And so I started going there and I just really fell in love. I, I, I would buy a one-way ticket, you know, during winter uh winter break or summer break and just explore mm -hmm. and network and i didn't really know anyone out there but i would use couchsurfing.com <laughs> i remember it i remember it well i did yes. that too because <laughs> i think you know i was broke as fuck and yeah. i uh would just travel and you know i met really great people and um made friends and i just told myself i was gonna move there like i was gonna move there as soon as i was able to so um i mean everything from, you know, the health and wellness scene to music. And then I, at the time was also starting to dabble into like the adult industry. Um, so there was also a lot more opportunities for that, you know, mm -hmm. which 
kind of was like my money ticket to get there like at that right. at that point in my life so yeah those are the main reasons it was just more like my speed my lifestyle you know i still gotta go there i i i've never of all the places that i've been to i still haven't gone to california I it, love California. You have so, to um, go. You, I, I mean, you, you gotta go. Oh, yeah, I love it. So I love it. Every time I, every time I've ever gone there, I had that same I, feeling that you did of like, I just need to move here. I just need to be here. And and it, you're you're very right. It's a very different kind of like. And this, I didn't grow up in New York, so I didn't grow up with the mindset or the speed or anything. But it's definitely a a, a different one, right? Um, when you're in New York, everything is very. Uh, I don't know. Like New York's built do on on quick, quick, quick. anxiety. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the whole thing is just like go 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 go. And if you're not moving, you're you're kind of like, why am I not moving? What's going on? Everything's got to. I'm, I'm behind the eight ball and everything. In California, uh, it just doesn't feel as much like that. Even though it, to some extent it is, especially if you're kind of in an entertainment industry of any kind. Um, yes. No, I hear you 100. percent I mean. Personally, I, I would try to go to New York. Um, I I used to do a lot of sales uh, for nutrition companies uh, mm -hmm. back in the day, like during college. And I would do a lot of events and sales in the city and I would take the train. There was actually a period of my life like I lost my license for two years in New York um, for some really stupid bullshit with my motorcycles. And um, yeah, I basically got caught evading the cops and I had like <laughs> 10 points on my license and it was bad. Like I got my license revoked. So it happens. Yeah. And so like, I was pretty miserable, but like I tried to just take the train into the city and like do that commute, you know, and mm -hmm. it just really overwhelmed me. Like I felt very stressed out. Like I could stay maybe a couple days in the city and then I just, my energy would just really be off. You know, I, I really need space. I need nature. Um, the whole energy there, like the hustle and bustle is just not that motivating for me. I know for some people it really is, but it just wasn't my speed, you know? And um, when I came out to Los Angeles, it it's different here because it's really competitive, but you have more space and it kind of is this jungle where like you make the most of it. And if like you're able to find your niche and like your your path, then you'll be good. But it's sometimes right. really hard for people to do that because it's so big and so spread out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm I not a city person. Like, I, I, we have conversations with people all the time about, like, shows in the city and stuff like that. Right. I will I will drive to New Jersey. I will drive to <laughs> Connecticut yeah. to go see a show. I, I'll forget about going to the city. I'll, like, even the train thing or whatever. It's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of just over the top sometimes. And um, a lot of people, I guess, don't really realize on Long Island, you know, it's a little more rural. Like there's definitely parts yeah. of, of Long Island that are more rural. And that's kind of where I grew up. Like it was North Shore, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit of a smaller vibe type town, you know, and um, I just was always outside, always in nature, like either in the woods or the beach or the ocean, you know, like I just love nature. And my grandpa was a forest ranger and my dad was very much into nature and we have a cabin up in Maine. So like I was always outside or camping or doing something. And so when I am stressed out or I need to kind of center myself, like I am in nature and New York city just does not do that for me. Like it's like the complete it opposite. And it is not a, it's, it is not a, uh, a chief chi 
area. Yeah, <laughs> no. like, at all. Exactly. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of why I moved out here. All right, cool. Um, now speaking of like niches and stuff like that, as some like you do everything, like <laughs> you, literally, uh, you played soccer semi-pro. You're a dirt biker. You're a gymnast. You. Uh, you have a, a blog. You are a drummer. You're a drummer in hip hop and metal and like deathcore. <laughs> DJ. You're a DJ. Uh, you know, Ableton. You're, so what you would you say your niche you do, Like what? Oh, man. So, it, it's tough. I like, I mean, I, I've kind of tried. I look at it like this, right? Um, like your life kind of is this triangle, right? And like in the beginning of life, it's this big base and you have all this opportunity to create passions and interests, right? And mm -hmm. I was a very high energy kid. I was very athletic. I was very just sharp, you know, and, and I picked up things really quickly. And um, my parents noticed that and they kind of threw me into a lot of different things and certain things stuck and then certain things I kind of outgrew. Right. But mm -hmm. for me, like percussion and sports, specifically soccer and then gymnastics at a point that those kind of stuck for me. And so it was just a really awesome way for me to get out my energy. And um, as I got older, uh, high school wasn't the best time for me because I was suffering from like some health issues with the celiac and I had chronic eczema, which um, made me really depressed and like a uh, little uh, insecure, you know, like I would have a lot of social anxiety. And so I, I became a little bit of a loner. Like during that time, I spent a lot of time alone, really diving into music and um, alternative medicine and things because I wanted to heal myself. And so that's when I really got into nutrition um, and health and yoga and even like dancing because I was kind of looking to discover the more feminine side of, of me because I kind of grew up a tomboy um, and I also got into dirt biking and then I got my motorcycle license and so I, I was just all over the place and my problem was I didn't know exactly like what path was the best for me you know like I was kind of like oh like I have so many things I want to do like what should I really focus on so I kind of thought all right what is something I just love to do because it makes me happy? And then what is something that is going to generate money? You know, like what mm -hmm. is something that's going to help me make a living? And as much as I loved music, I kind of realized like, you know, I don't know if I want to go to college for percussion. Um, you know, I, I didn't really see music being like a safe way to make a living, but I told myself like, I'll play forever, you know? So I, I just played in bands and I jammed with people. I became a little less disciplined like throughout high school and college. I mean, I had a private instructor like almost my whole adult life up until um, the end of high school. So I was, you know, I, I read music really well. I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a knowledgeable percussionist, but I just kind of thought like, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to be like a struggling artist, you know? So. I got more you into didn't like think that you could make money as a musician. <laughs> yeah, but Incredible. then like incredible. So, I know, but then it's like sometimes I kick myself because I'm like, you know, if I had continued that discipline that I had in like middle school and the beginning of high school, I feel like I could be at a higher level drumming right now. Mm -hmm. And I could I could probably make a living, you know, with like YouTube and and all that crap and social media. Like I feel like now I could be at like a much right. more professional level, but you know, I, I didn't, I kind of put drums a little bit on the back burner, like in high school and college. I mean, I still played, but it wasn't like my 
hardcore focus, you know? Um, so it was the side passion. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I started becoming more interested in like health science and nutrition and wellness and then, um, yoga. And then around that time too, like I started really exploring my own sexuality, I guess, and just, um, feeling more feminine. And I don't know, Mm -hmm. a lot of women can probably relate to this, but like, like I was saying, I I was kind of raised a tomboy and I was extremely athletic and I always viewed my body as more of like a tool. Like, you know, I was an athlete, like it it, it was a, for a purpose. I never really cared about fashion or makeup or like anything like that. And so when I got to college, I don't know, I just started becoming more curious, like in dancing and and body movement that was more sexual. Mm -hmm. And that was when I started to do modeling because I realized like, Oh, uh, I actually am really feminine. Uh, (laughs) So I could, I could utilize this, you know? And then I became fascinated with like using my sexuality as like a way to make money, which I kind of exploded with a little bit, right? Because I had never really spent that much time being girly as a kid. So when I was an adult, like I kind of just started experimenting a little bit too much, you know? And I, started dancing, you know, and, and doing webcam and doing nude modeling. And, um, that really kind of took me down a bit of like a dangerous path, like not dangerous because I, in the sense where like, I wasn't putting my life in danger. Like I had a good head on my shoulders and everything, but I was starting to realize that, wow, like I could actually make a living, like doing this type of stuff. And I started to lose focus a little bit, you know? Um, And then I would start to do like promotional modeling and car shows and things like that. And I was in Southern California during a semester off in college and um, someone approached me about shooting an adult video. And I mean, man, I was 18 years old, you know, and I was so impressionable and easily manipulative, um, easy to manipulate, you know, at that point in my life. And I didn't have that much money, you know, like I, I was... I was a college kid, you know, and someone offered me like over $5,000, like to do a video. And I, right. You're like for a couple hours. um, Yeah. yeah. And and like kind of made it seem like, Oh, you know, it's not going to be public. Well, it's like a, it's like a private thing where, you know, it's for private buyers and blah, 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 blah. And um, gave me a card. And then I flew back to long Island and I just thought about it. And, um, you know, I just had that like devil angel on my shoulder forever. Um, and, uh, for like a couple of years, I didn't do it right away, but I eventually kind of gave in because I was like, Oh, I'm already doing nude modeling, you know, like uh, who cares? It's just a video. And, and I kind of fell into that. Um, and I did it. And then once you kind of go down that path, it's sticks to you. Like people start finding out and, you know how in Long Island and New York is like people are in each other's right, business right. and yeah. people just tell you how it is. And man, like I got <laughs> bullied and harassed and everyone found uh, out like it was all over the internet, all over fucking Facebook and social media. And like, it was torture. It was torture, you know, but it's so crazy how, how people feel they have some kind of a right or a need to assault you with judgment. I know, yeah. it, you know, and it's, it's crazy. It, like there's a couple things that, that it, it, 
that your story kind of brings up and it's like one there's i think there's a huge misconception with the adult industry in the first place that people have that like anyone that gets into it must be this incredibly damaged messed up um shell of a person not somebody who is smart and has their shit together and is just kind of exploring things and yeah, you can fall into a situation, but it doesn't mean that you're this person that needs to be saved or this person that has a problem, right? And then there's the other side where they, it's like immediately everybody just wants to th just throw their ugly Shit. judgment yeah. on you. And it's like, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Yeah, it, it's difficult because people don't realize, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to, talk trash about certain like the industry as a whole but mm -hmm. there's a lot of predators in that industry that will prey yeah. on young women at a point in their lives like where they're they're lost like they don't necessarily know what direction and when someone flatters you and just saturates you with these compliments and like oh you're so pretty like people would love you you're going to make so much money you're going to be so popular you're going to blow up like, mm -hmm. you know, when you hear those words and you're that young, it's like, oh, wow. You know, and I knew I had potential to be successful in really like whatever I wanted to do. And I just unfortunately was so overwhelmed with this curiosity to feel like adored and, and feminine because I didn't really grow up that way. You know, like, because like I said, yeah, it's a I was, different, a yeah. different kind of approval, a different kind of yeah. um, positive. I mean, exactly. Cause I mean, I, I was, you know, I was a tomboy. I was an athlete. Mm -hmm. Like I was known for being a great soccer player and an awesome athlete. And like, I was that girl that people wanted to have on their team, you know? And so I was used to that attention. And mm -hmm. when I started getting that other type, it was like, Oh, Whoa. You know, uh, I, I didn't necessarily handle it. Um, as I guess, calmly as I should have. And I'm an impulsive person. Like I have a very fiery personality. And so sometimes I make decisions very quick, you know, and it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because it's definitely right. gotten me in trouble in my life. And um, I've definitely been a hothead throughout my life. I've cooled down a lot as I've gotten older, just from like implementing yoga and like knowing how to handle situations. But at that point in my life, like I was very just, I was impulsive and a little mm -hmm. bit reckless, you know, so as, as most 18 year olds are, well, so, yeah. you know, so my biggest thing, I won't get into this in depth because that's a whole other topic and in, in video, but I've made some videos talking about like my honest experience and thoughts about the adult industry. And like the biggest thing I think that should happen is that they should raise the age to 21 years old, not mm -hmm. 18, because it would allow women to at least like develop more and, make more comprehensible decisions like at an age where it's a little more appropriate. You know, I mean, if you have to be 21 to drink alcohol, you should also be 21 to commit to signing a document that your naked body is going to be on the internet forever. You know, yes. you know what I mean? So I, I hope that changes will be made in the future and like maybe my experiences will help produce that. But it's it, it was a wild ride, you know, getting in and then kind of getting out of all that shit. But um, yeah, 
So, well, I think, you have, no. I, think I think you have a. I mean, you have an interesting. Uh, you have an interesting story, and you have um, a really good take on it. Um, and I, I went like I watched some of those videos, and I went through your blog and stuff like that when we were getting uh, prepped to do this. And I was like, wow, this is there's some really good information in there, and I think some really helpful information in there too. So. Yeah. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you're watching this, uh, definitely go check out the blog and definitely go check out some of those videos because you're right. It's, it's information that needs to be out there and it's a, uh, it's a take on it that should be out there as well. Yeah. And like, I'll just leave like, end that thought with, with this. I mean, I think the most important thing to realize is that women need to understand that there's so much more to life than being admired for your physical appearance. Like you need to develop other aspects of your life, you know, because the physical realm only does so much and, you know, beauty fades over time and there's always, you know, younger other people coming in and it's so competitive and so cutthroat and like you need to be secure in other areas of your life too. Like you can't just depend your, you can't base your self-worth on what you look like. That That's kind yeah. of what it comes down to, you know, like you have yeah. to have other things that you can bring to the table. I think um, when we were talking about a lot of the different content that you create in all the different genres that you're kind of in, one kind of that, that goes along with this, one kind of through line that I keep seeing in your stuff is there's this message of um, to be comfortable with yourself, uh, to be mentally and physically healthy, know what makes you who you are, don't seek so much outside validation. Um, all this is kind of like, in a, li a little bit in everything that you do a lot of your messaging is that what um what brought you to the kind of the decision to be like i need to put this message out there in everything that i do and and kind of make that happen yeah well i mean i always sort of felt like my mission in life was to be an explorer and to explore different ways of living, different industries to learn and to kind of document my experience internally and then share, share it to other people and help them. Right. So I made a lot of decisions that some people would never make in life. Like, you know, but at the same time, um, I got to a point where, you know, my curiosity it caused me to have a thick skin like it, it over the years. I mean, even just doing sales, right. And like facing mm -hmm. rejection oh, yeah. and then you, you have know, to, yeah. Yeah. Like doing sales, being a musician, like putting yourself out there to be judged. You mm -hmm. have to be able to face criticism and rejection, you know, and some people like they never develop enough of a thick skin to like fully embrace that. But, um, I told you about, you know, the harassment and bullying I got at a young yeah. age because of the adult stuff. Right. And that really changed my perspective on a lot. Right. Because I really realized who my true friends were at that time, um, because a lot of people that I thought that were my friends or that I trusted talked shit about me and, you know, publicly like for, for me to see. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, I handled it really well as far as like, you know, I, I, I did get in a ton of a dark point in my life, but I handled it well. Cause I kind of realized I'm like, okay, I'm at this point. So I can either fall into this abyss of misery, or I can take all this negativity and turn it into positive fuel. And I'm too talented. I have, I have too too much to offer to the world to allow this to bring me down. And so 
at that point, that was like the pinnacle point for me. I was like 21, 22 and I finished school and just got the fuck out. And I went to Long mm-hmm. Island. I mean, um, I went, I left Long Island, went to Los Angeles and just kind of started my life, like a new life. And I, my, I dropped like using my legal name. I went by Felicity and I just kind of reinvented myself. Like not, I didn't change who I was, but like, I kind of just let go of any care about what people thought of me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck everyone else. Like I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to get my shit together, you know? And so I just put all my energy into finding stability and improving the quality of my life. And it allowed me to kind of open doors and, and get to where I wanted to be. Um, I mean, I'm not completely there, right? Like every day I'm learning and um, improving, but I really like who I am as a person. And I'm very happy with my life at this point, you know, cause I just kept going and I just do what I want to do, you know? That's, so. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It had to be, I, I, I'm sure like, you know, when you say like you, you kind of started your out. life, <laughs> what kind of dog? Uh, I have a Yorkie home. Let me show you. Oh, wait, you said that before. Yeah. Hi. Oh, you can't really Aww. see him. Huh? Hey. Aww. <laughs> we are a very dog-friendly uh, dog friendly yes. show. We, we, we've had many, uh, many pets have made appearances <clears throat> on the show. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages. This episode of Bacon is My Podcast is brought to you by drinkwildbills.com and growyourassoff.com. Use promo code BACON to get 10% off your entire order. Yeah, uh, grilling season is never over, and you always want to quench your thirst, and why not do it with some craft-made beverages by Wild Bills? The two work together pretty awesome. Yeah, agreed. So go ahead, hit them up, check it out. It helps them which are awesome companies and it helps us it helps us and it helps you and it helps you to because you live like live del- a more flavorful life you like delicious things in your mouth indeed so do go it. do it now do it hey what's up everybody wwe hall of famer the godfather here and you've been consuming bacon is my podcast um yeah just uh i I was gonna bring up i like there's a there's a line from your blog one of your blogs that i really liked and 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 then we'll move on from the from the blogging and stuff but um you had one that's uh, it was people with inner peace don't feel the desire to be bullies or trolls and um and being able to kind of look at it and go okay um instead of looking at what people are giving you as an assault on you looking at it and saying you know what uh they're how miserable they must be and and how hurt they must be and that's a that's a tough thing to be able to do all the time um and and i was saying like you moving out to la it was probably your chance to like not change who you were but actually be who you were because you can't be who you are when people are you know in your ear all the time or in your face all the time with with negativity and shit yeah Uh, so I think that's pretty. It's a it's a pretty amazing outlook, and it's one that's got to be really really difficult to keep all the time, uh, especially being in industries like music, like entertainment, like content creating, where you're going to hear no more than you're going to hear yes. 
Um, you know, so how do you, how do you keep positive? How do you keep that outlook? How do you like, what's your, besides yoga? Cause that's obviously one. And that's, um, and, and that is definitely helps everybody center, but what other things do you do to kind of like, you know, shut your brain off or get yourself into a positive mindset or, uh, you know, kind of reset yourself when you need to. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, by the way. I appreciate that, uh, the kind words, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's several layers to that question. So, well, when you brought up the blog, I mean, one thing I, I was a writer my whole life. I mean, there was points where I wanted to even do journalism, but, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, then I I don't really like the news and media that much. So kind of went away from that, but I've always been into like documenting and writing and even photography and, and all that. But, um, so I, I've always had journals my whole life. I mean, I have dozens of journals, like just that I was always writing. And then, you know, when I started getting a laptop and writing, it became more like online, but I, writing's always been a great tool for me, you know, to let things out. And I really do believe that when you write things out, what you're feeling, you can help manifest things because it's like the physical act of putting it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like during the time I was just talking about before I moved out to LA, I I had a heavy dose of cynicism hit me, right? Because like when someone gets attacked and bullied, you really see the cynical side of humanity and, mm-hmm. you know, musicians get it all the time, artists, I mean, a- anyone, anyone that is creating right. or developing new things, right? I mean, but especially like in, in modeling or the adult world, it's brutal because it's like your, it's your physical body. And it's literally like the most vulnerable thing that you could put out. I mean, like when you're naked and having sexual interactions that a lot of people are really private about and doing behind closed doors, right? When -hmm. you're just suddenly putting that out there for people to see, I mean, of course you're going to get judged, you know, and, and a lot of people that are so insecure with themselves, they're going to see like, wow, she, she, she could do that. Like she did that, you know, like, oh, what a slut or, you know, or some people are like, wow, like she's, she doesn't give a fuck, you know? I mean, there's different reactions people have. I think that's based on their level of security within themselves. Right. Mm -hmm, Sure. And so I kind of realized that, right. I told myself, okay, um, successful and positive people don't feel the need to attack other people, you know, or even if they don't agree with them, like maybe they just keep their comments to themselves and they don't engage. Like they don't cause any negative energy to, to get put out. So that's kind of what I had to realize, um, that I had to develop like the thick skin, but then also just learning to take all the negativity and turn it into motivation. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, every day on the Internet or or I get some type of negative bullshit. You know, I mean, most of it is positive at this point in my life, which is great. But like I still get trolls. I still get people sending the most disrespectful messages to me, like saying, oh, my God, like the nastiest shit you could imagine. Right. And I kind of am like, wow, like I laugh at this point because I'm like, this person went out of their way. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They they took the time from their day. And like, remember, like time is the most valuable asset we have. Like time is the most important thing, right? You You don't get more of it. Exactly. You can't take that back. So like someone's spending their precious time to call me a 
demonic scum of the earth, you know, like whatever, like they feel like they need to say to me. Um, and I'm almost like flattered that they, they feel so strongly about me that they need to comment, you know? So I, um, I just have to let it go. And I realize like, I'm just not going to engage because like this person is probably a very sad person and has a very troubled life. And I'm not putting any of my precious energy or time into that, you know? And so, but then also I've also learned to accept criticism, like especially with music, right? Um, Because being a female drummer, I mean, being a female musician, I look at it as like, fuck your gender. Like it doesn't matter what gender you are. If you're a good musician, you're a good musician. You know, like I I hate the whole like, Oh, you're a drummer and you're a girl. That's rad. It's like, who fucking cares? Like there's, there's there's a lot of amazing female musicians. There's a lot of amazing men uh, that are Mm -hmm. musicians, you know, like who cares? So I don't really give a fuck when people like tell me, Oh, like you're a girl and you're a great drummer. Like whatever. It's more of like when people critique my playing, sometimes it's, it, you know, if I, if I think I did a great job and then someone like critiques me in a way where I'm like, Oh, I didn't really think about that, you know? And then like, I try to take it as a way to become better, you know? And sometimes it sucks like getting that feedback, but I, I try to be very open-minded when people criticize me. Um, and, you know, it's been that way about my body too, actually. Like I've definitely over the years, like for instance, I have implants, right? And for a long time when I was actively shooting in the adult industry, I did not have implants. Like I had my real boobs and I would get the most nasty comments about like my chest sometimes like some you know some people were like oh my god like you need implants your boobs are gross and blah 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 and then i had people that like were like oh unbelievable rock rock your natural body like you're amazing blah blah blah." and so that was something like i thought a lot about but ultimately you know i made the decision to get them because it was something that i wanted and i wanted to feel more confident in myself like when i looked in the mirror but you know, I went through phases where like, I wasn't as muscular as I am now. I had less tattoos, you know, so I got a lot of criticism over the years about my body. And so I've had to really make peace with my body too. And like self image, because that that's a whole other world. It's very easy to get caught up in getting insecure when like you make money from your body, you know, yeah, and a, yeah. a, a lot of women and men that are, are models or entertainers like they struggle with eating disorders or body dysmorphia and it's really sad because it's the most amazing thing it's the most amazing feeling when like you're totally at peace with yourself and i can honestly say at this point in my life i am more at peace with with who i am and what i look like more more than ever because it's just years of like learning what's the best for me you know getting in my element mastering my diet and nutrition like and just feeling like i'm at the optimal level of of health for my for myself you know so yeah a lot of it's been experimentation and exploring and just not being afraid to like embrace change and exploring yourself you know because a lot of people are afraid to explore themselves like they just want stability and security and You know, people fear change in a lot of different ways and they're brought up to fear change in a lot of different ways, too. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, uh, coming from another nomadic person, (laughs) you know, it's like you you see that in people a lot. And it's like, oh, man, like embrace change. Yeah. You know, like learn to learn to learn to move with 
the pivot with the flow, not against it, you know, like, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it's always, it's always going to be a struggle. And, and, and people that judge, like, I always, I always try and tell myself, like, they're not judging me. They're judging something in themselves that they like or don't like. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. It has very little to do with the person being judged and has so much more to do with the other person. Totally. Totally. And I mean, you know, another thing I try to always tell myself, cause like, don't get me wrong. I struggle sometimes with being cynical. Like I said, like, you know, there'll oh, be days yeah, where we all, all have, we all hundred percent. I'm a, I'm a total dick. A lot yeah. Of time. I mean, there'll be days where like, I literally, I fucking hate everyone, you know? And, <laughs> and like, I, I hate humanity. I, I just hate people. I just, and then during those times, Oh, like, um, you, you were asking about how do I, navigate with like negative yeah, what energy. are some of the things yeah so for me obviously like drumming right um yeah that is one of the best best ways for me to get out my aggression um to get out my more like masculine energy if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and i mean creative energy too like f- female energy too in a sense but especially over the years um i've gotten more into playing metal right and that requires so much discipline and like syncopation and right on timing like more than other genres i've played right like psychedelic rock and stuff Mm -hmm. and so that was really a great thing for me because it's it's made me more disciplined as a drummer um so music obviously great outlet and then um hiking like fitness you know just i spend a lot of time outside um you know i live in the valley in LA, like really close to all these mountains. Um, I go hiking so much. I mean, it's literally one of my favorite things to do. I, if I didn't have access to hiking or nature, I, I would, I'd fucking go crazy. Like, I don't know how else to say it, um, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, and I'm not really a gym person. Like I don't personally love the gym environment. It's not really my thing. Um, so hiking, um, doing yoga at home, uh, stretching, just, dancing, swimming, like all those are my favorite things. Like physical exercise is so important to me because I was an athlete my whole life and I'm a very naturally just fit person. Like I have a lot of muscle and I just, I need to utilize my body in a physical way for me to like feel balanced. So it's fucking not, um, but you yeah. You also have great balance. Cause I've, I, I saw you on one leg on like a mountain and I was uh, like, Please don't do that. <laughs> oh my god! Please I mean, don't do that. I, I the shot's some, not worth it. The shot's I, not worth it. No, no, I've done some really stupid shit. Um, you know, but I, as I've gotten older, I've become a lot more um, not not as reckless. Like I've become more. What's the term I like to use? Uh, it's more. Ew! Oh my god, this gnat. Sorry. <laughs> more calculated risk taking, right? So, right. Um, I don't like because even even motorcycles, right? I mean, I've had my motorcycle license as long as I've had my driver's license, right? Mm-hmm. Like that endorsement, mm-hmm. and I love riding so much. I mean, that that was one of my favorite outlets for years. But I, I've lost a lot of friends from riding. I've I've had friends injure themselves that they're now debilitated, right. like for the rest of their lives, and it's so sad. But especially living in LA, I mean there's so much terrible driving, like, and and everyone's on their phone, you know? And so it's even if like, you're an amazing rider, you're always at risk. And so I had to like, you're at the mercy of everyone else. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I my cortisol would rise so much every time like I'd put on my helmet and I'd start riding. And even like if I was going safe and slow and not doing anything crazy, I would still feel so nervous driving. Um, I mean, riding around LA and especially like in the city aspects, oh, like down, yeah. you oh, know. Yeah. So I kind of calmed down a lot with that. And I sold my Aprilia Tuano um, last year before I moved into my new house. And I'm debating about like getting an enduro, like something I can just do off-road because if I injured myself doing that, like I would be so fucked. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, (laughs) yeah, you know what I mean? It's almost like not worth the risk. And like, I've gone down before on my bikes. Like it's, it's fucking terrifying. And like, knock on wood, I've never gotten seriously hurt. Like I, Mm -hmm. I've skins like the skin off both of my legs before. I mean like disgusting shit, but like never to the point where like, you know, I was immobile or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood, but I mean, yeah, I was gonna that, say, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, now it's like I have some friends that work at tracks out here, and um, you know, I like to do off roading stuff like dirt biking now, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of I, I've chilled out with that a lot, but that was a really big outlet for me for a long time. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'd say like those are my primary outlets, and then I love listening to podcasts and um, just learning and reading and. You know, I'm, I'm just a sponge. Like I love to absorb and learn information, um, mainly health people. Like I'm really into just listening to nutrition podcasts, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, I mean, those are pretty much like my main outlets, you know, and then dancing too. Like I love dancing, um, and exploring like more of my feminine side. It's, it's a great way to just be connected with my body, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. You, uh, so you, you mentioned that you were in like a lot of different genre bands. You were in like psychedelic rock and that kind of stuff, but now you're in a band called, uh, constraint of light. Yeah. Constraints of light. Yeah. And, uh, you just dropped, dropped a new, uh, new EP, right? Yeah. So, I mean, my bandmate, Steven, him and I are, are like best friends. I mean, he's one of my closest friends, which is great because it's just the two of us. It's a two piece band. And, I, before I started to play with him, I was in more of like a sludge, sludgy, sludge metal band. Um, And we were a five piece and it was, and then before that I was mainly just like doing psychedelic rock. And um, I love playing all types of music, but I got into metal and it just resonated with me a little differently than like other things because it challenged me a lot, you know? And um, even like learning double bass uh, was a big thing for me, you know, I mean, I'm not like a master at it by any means, but I'm, you know, I'm not bad at it and I utilize it in my playing. So that was like a big step for me. You know, I felt like, Oh my God, like I've really accomplished this, you know, like I learned and it's such an awesome feeling to like feel yourself um, grow as a musician and like start being able to do things that like you weren't able to do before. So um, that's a big confident builder for me too. Like just learning and growing as a drummer. Um, I mean, like one of the greatest compliments for me is like when I play a show and someone compliments my drumming, that means so much more to me than like someone calling me hot. You know what I mean? It's like, like when someone's like, whoa, like you're a fucking badass drummer. Like you were great. It's like that. I'm like, that means a lot to me because like, I've really, well, that's what you're doing at the show. You're not, you're not going to the show to be hot. You you know, (laughs) but I mean, it's just play drums, you know, but yeah, but it's like, even like, okay. Like uh, on social media, when you know, I get sometimes self-conscious about posting a drum video because I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is good enough, like whatever, uh, whatever, fuck it, I'm just going to post it. 
but it's like when I, I, I'm, it sucks because I don't get as much views on my drumming stuff as I do if it's like me in a bikini, right. but it means so much more to me when like people comment on my drumming videos and they're like, wow, you're a great drummer, blah, 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 you know? So anyways, um, moving forward, when I started playing with Steven, it was at a time where I, I was in my old house uh, with my ex. I was still in my other band and um, I quit the other band. And then Steven and I like started really taking it more seriously. And we finished our first EP during COVID. And it was such an amazing outlet for me during that time. Like we threw a lot yeah. of like dark energy into that album that I don't think that album was that great. It was kind of like our learning experience. Um, but that was the first thing that we wrote together. And it was so awesome because, you know, being able to play music with one of your closest friends, like we just know each other very well, like on every yeah. level, you know what I mean? And so music is like another way to communicate. And so we just, we were practicing like, fuck, I mean, four or five times a week, like we just wanted to go to our lockout or he'd come to my house. And I had like a studio kind of built up in my old house and we would just play all the time. And, um, so we wrote songs and then finished that. And then we just grew and grew and grew a lot. And we became more into more into like we explain, we expanded our sound a little bit. Like, cause the first stuff we wrote was more sludgy and slower pace. And mm -hmm. I'm more into groove metal. Like I grew up liking more groove metal and progressive metal. Like Opeth is probably my favorite band. Okay. Um, you know, like Lamb of God, uh, Pantera, Dream Theater, you know, um, Mashuga, like things that have a faster pace and are more groove. Um, and then of course, like, I love like Dream Theater too. Um, but anyway, so my kind of style and his style, which is more like black metal and sludge, we kind of morphed it together. And it's an interesting sound that we have. And Steven too, like as a singer, he doesn't do gutturals. And he does like he screams, but he has like this more alternative sounding voice. It's kind of hard to describe. And like it actually took me some time for it to really grow on me because I almost wanted him to just do gutturals. I'm like, Steven, it would it would sound cooler if you did gutturals. And he's like, no, I'm not fucking doing gutturals. Like I'm doing what I want to do. And so I'm like, all right, like I'll respect that. And so. Right. But then I actually like how it kind of started to really sound. So anyways, our newest album, we recorded with uh, Taylor Young, who was the drummer from Nails, the band. And he has a studio out like pretty close to my house. And um, we, we were so well rehearsed. Like we got in there, we tracked like drums in like six hours. It, it was quick, you know, because like I literally. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like the longest song, the first take I did it, I'm like, that's it. I want this. Like it was perfect. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to do it better. Like I'm doing this, you know? And so we went through it really fast and Taylor's amazing. Uh, I mean, I recommend the, him so much like the pit recording studios, his studio, but um, right before us, he was recording suicide silence and he has like a wide range of metal um, sound experience that, you know, he can do. So he liked our stuff. I think he made it sound awesome. So I'm pretty stoked about it, you know, um, but it was a lot of work too. Like we worked hard on that, even though it's just an EP, but um, so that happened and uh, I'm still trying to do another band. Um, I was in this like kind of psych rock band that I liked, but we had a falling out. And so I'd like to join maybe like another psychedelic kind of prog, proggy band. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, as of now, that's, that's kind of the main focus that I'm doing with drums. 
That's awesome. And now, like, <clears throat> now I've I've listened to to it, and uh, you guys are like, it's it's a legit two piece. It's like White Stripes two piece. It, not, it doesn't sound like White Stripes at all. <laughs> Believe me. But but I'm saying it's like a legit two piece. It's a, a drummer. Right. What and you're a guitar hearing player. is what two people have created. <clears throat> and yeah. um, as opposed to like to, to my band, which is a two piece. Right. But has all the other instruments. But sounds like. But I, I. You need a whole band to go do it. Right. I need a whole band to go do it. But like, how do you like writing music and stuff like that? How do you feel? about writing with just one other person as opposed to another four people or another three people or whatever it is. Do you, do you find that to be way easier and do you enjoy it more or is it not as cool because you don't have as many ideas coming from different directions? I say both, right? Because, um, you know, like I said, it was the first two piece band that I've gone in. Um, I mean, I've jammed with so many people. Like I've had so many times where I would just jam with a friend, like just the two of us, and we would come up with really cool ideas. But this was a little different. Like Steven was serious about like being a band, not a project and wanting mm -hmm. to play shows. And um, he's not really interested in touring. And I'm not either because honestly, like I've toured with bands and it, it's kind of like to really, that, that's a hard. It's a grind. It's, it's a grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm mean, like, and, and he has a full-time job that he has a really good job. And so he kind of said like, look, we can play some festivals if we ever had the opportunity and, and shows, but he's like, I'm not looking to do month tours or try to make a living from this. Like, I just mm -hmm. want to write music and have fun. So I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I'm kind of on the same route, you know? I mean, if some bigger, if a bigger band picked me up one day and like, actually I was making like decent money, that's another story. You know what All I right. mean? Tour. But, <laughs> tour. Right. Like yeah. actually with a tour, but that's right. kind of hard to come by, you know? So I'm not like necessarily trying to find that, you know, unless it right. fell into my lap. But anyway, um, so with writing, it, it was easier in a sense that like with communicating, it, it's like direct, you know, he usually comes in with a riff, right? And he's like, oh yeah, I was just playing around with this riff last night. What do you think of this? And he'll start playing it. And then I'll just like start playing. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Like, let's incorporate this into something and we'll record it. And then we'll, you know, jam around it and then see if we can kind of like build from that. Um, so it's very easy, I guess, to structure things with just two people. But yeah. the negative thing for me is that I get sometimes in a creative rut because when there's more than one person, there's more options. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. like there's more ideas being thrown around. And as a drummer, like I'm, I know Steven's playing so well, which is a good thing. But sometimes like creatively, I can kind of find myself falling into the same patterns of playing. So what I found helps me the most is still jamming with other people, like continuously playing with other musicians. You know, Steven right now is like my core, it's the core thing that I'm doing, but I still jam with my friends and I play with people that have different styles and that helps me like keeping creatively sharp, you know, and, and also just like going to live shows actually helps me a lot. Like I, like if I go to a show, I'm really focused on like the drummer and I'm just like looking at everything they're doing, you know, just because I'm like picking up on things like, Oh my God, like what symbol are they using? Like, how do they, like, for instance, I was just at the Sepultura show in, in LA and um, I'm friends with the bassist and I, 
was, spo- you know, I'm usually spoiled when I go to shows, like I'll maybe have a backstage thing or whatever. And I'm like out of view where like, I had an awesome view on side stage, like just being able to see everything the drummer was doing. And right, yeah. I just, you know, like I like study it, like everything. And then I don't know, it just kind of absorbs into my brain. And then I'll try to pick up like those little styles that they'll do or like little fills or something, you know? Um, so yeah, that, and then just listening to music, like constantly listening to new music and just being inspired, you know, that helps yeah, other, me a lot. Other musicians are super inspiring. That's, yeah. that's shows that's over COVID. That was one of the hardest things is because I was always at so many shows and I was always playing so many shows that I kind of always had a creative thing going too right. because I was around it. And then during the last, the few years of COVID where there were no shows and there was no anything. You're just kind of like trying to write. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay, I wrote the same song three times. I'm not totally. experiencing life. <laughs> how, do I yeah. get, how do I get the hell out of this? Speaking of, I, what what type of music do you guys play? Because like we didn't really talk about. Uh, I play in a in a band called uh, Craving Strange, and we're like. Um, if you took like Cheap Trick and the Foo Fighters and Green Day and put them all in like a salad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then uh, I'm in a band called Something Heavy. It's, uh, I don't know, what would you say? It's heavy. It's heavy. But it's melodic. <laughs> it's it's like, I want to scream a lot, but I also want to have a really poppy yeah. chorus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, I want hooks. I want like MIDI stuff going on and heavy guitar riffs. So it's a lot of like... A lot of everything, and then we write songs Whoa. together that could be anything. Yeah, we have we have <laughs> songs together. We, we're we're a project called Bacon is My Passion, and uh, <laughs> which is how this whole thing started. That's how this started, <laughs> and yeah, we we've like the first song we released is uh is is for a vampire movie that's not out yet. Yeah, and, so we tried to sound like Tito and the Tarantulas from yeah. Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> but then we also awesome. do just like straight up rock music yeah. too. So we do a little nice. bit of everything all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's good to kind of be open to like exploring genres and stuff. Like for instance, even like um, with Ableton, right? Like I, that was something, this is a whole other little interesting thing to talk about with music. Um, sorry, I'm just blotting my face because I get really it's, oily. It's like, are we de-shining right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super Italian. I get like, I get really oily skin, um, which I don't know. Which and you're in super a- humid California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, so Ableton, right? Like electronic music. Yeah. Around the same time, like I started getting into dancing, I was starting to get more into electronic music and I'm really picky with electronic music. Like I, I like more like psi bass, like psychedelic bass, you know, like things that actually I feel benefit your brain. Like, I I don't know, a lot of just crappy house music and EDM. Oh, like I can't stand it, you know, but, (laughs) um, but you know, so I I have like specific kind of taste. Like I I don't mind like dark techno and stuff like that. But anyways, so around that time, um, one of my close friends, he wanted to start making electronic music and he's like, you want to learn Ableton? Like if I buy it, like you want, we can teach and teach each other and learn. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So um, we both downloaded the program and I bought a new laptop and like, I was just getting to know the program. And the first project that I did, I took the audio from my pornos and like just sample sounds of friends and you know, whatever. Right. I, I, 
I just took a ton of cool ass samples and then I built songs around them. Like I used that as like the base structure of the song. And okay. I, I made kind of like a, this like dark uh, porn type music, like, like for my first album <laughs> thing that I put out. And it's like kind of creepy and fucked up to be honest, but like it really helped me learn how to make songs, you know? And then from there, I just kind of experimented and continued, but I wouldn't consider myself like a pro by any means, you know, like I, I have fun and it's just a fun outlet for me to like utilize my brain in a different way. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and I thought about like getting more serious about producing and things, but oh, that, that's like a whole commitment you know, and, and, and cause you don't do enough already. Yeah. you got all this time. <laughs> yeah. This time and I mean, it, exactly. And it's just also like, there's, it's a lot of time, like dedicating yourself on the computer. And yeah. I, I have like such a love hate relationship with technology. Like, you know, if I, if I spend well, too much time, out, if you're an outdoor person, it's rough. Yeah, exactly. So like, I, you know, I, I just kind of said, eh, I don't know if like, I really want to delve that deep into this. Like, I'll just keep this as like a fun hobby, you know, but um, yeah, but I mean, I put a few albums out on like iTunes and shit, you know, that just experimental stuff. But the same thing with like DJing that happened, Um, you know, I wanted to learn how to DJ. And so I bought myself a Pioneer controller. Like I didn't buy CDJs because I wasn't sure if I really wanted the commitment yet, you know, but the controller I have is literally like a CDJ. It's, it's, it's like almost identical except for like a few little things. So I taught myself with that and I don't know, I would play like house parties and like some small things, but I just kind of fell into like the same mindset, like with making electronic music. I was like, I don't know if this is my calling. You know what I mean? Like, nice. I don't know if this is something I want to really dedicate that much time to like, and I also felt kind of like a sellout because I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because there's a lot of like awesome DJs. Right. But like, right. to me, I just felt like a monkey pushing buttons. Like I didn't feel like that gotcha. okay. in love with it. You know, like I like like how I do with behind a drum kit, you know, like yeah. I feel like when I'm drumming, it's like such a more physical involved. You're involved. Thing. Yeah. It's you're, you're making music, but it's a different way of making music. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it's, it's, I guess maybe the the way I could probably describe it is if you're like if you're an artist and on one hand you're drawing and painting and doing things with your hands and on the other hand you're putting together stock photos into something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're creating something new with stuff that already exists versus you're creating something from didn't zero. Exist. Yeah. Nothing. No, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I definitely think that DJing is a very creative art form and it, it totally requires skill to do it, you know, oh, yeah. but it's just a different type of skill, you know, yeah. that um, isn't always looked at as like the most genuine thing, you know? Um, sorry, I just got to plug my computer in. It just said it was low battery. So I'll just bear with me for a second. That is all right. We we we're we're gonna wrap up. That's start too soon anyway. Just so okay. taking you're destroying your battery. Taking up a lot of your day. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean Sunday. I I I really enjoy podcasts and meeting and talking to people. You know, so cool. cool. I always try to a lot of a bunch of time because I can talk a lot too. So <laughs> us too, us too. We go on many <laughs> tangents, many tangents. 
Uh, actually, speaking of that, I'm going to use this as a as a quick transition. Yes, because because you do uh, better transitions than I do. Well, because not everybody can just come up with stuff to say all the time, and we actually have a sponsor that is in the business of helping people come up with stuff to say. So we're yes. going to take this moment to do our sponsor. Uh, push. Yeah. Uh, so we are sponsored by a company called Poddex. What Poddex is, is like he said, it's for people who don't have a lot of things to say. Uh, we happen to have or verbal maybe, diarrhea. Maybe they can't think of the things they want to say. But this is for those people who don't. Yes. And uh, so what they are is they are different decks with 50 cards, cards in each deck. Each card has a different question or suggestion. And uh, what we like to have our guests do is pick from one of the decks and then pick a card from one of the decks and then answer. And you're going to get a random question. Yes. You're going to get a random question. So uh, the decks you can choose from are uh, Interview Deck, Interview Deck 2, Episode Deck. We've got the Would You Rather Deck. We've got the What the Heck Deck. We also have the brand new What the Fuck Deck, which is <laughs> branded like MTV. It's pretty Old cool. Old school MTV branding. And then also my favorite. Your favorite. Say it. How dare you? If which you is, say, if you pick it, you got to say, have it, to like say it like that. Yeah. Um, which is like a cool little popcorn box. It's fun. So um, you go ahead, Felicity, and you uh, you let me know which one of these decks you want to choose from. And uh, Jim will take the rest. Yeah. Ooh, this is fun. Um, maybe uh, I'll, I'll try the what the fuck. All right. Okay. What the fuck deck? So Mike is going to uh, shuffle because I cannot. But while he is shuffling, I am just going to let everybody that's listening know that you can go to poddecks.com to check out these decks. They have new ones all the time. There's a pretty sweet app that we've actually used when we've had to do some remote interviews uh, that you can just do on the phone. I've actually brought these to work at the bar I work at, handed them out to people that look like maybe they could use a little help with uh, conversating. Um, they have cool merch there. They got some swag. swag. Uh, grab some stuff from Poddex. Use the promo code BACON. Because everything is better with bacon. And you can get 10% off your entire order. And it also helps the show um, stay free. Yeah. <laughs> and, and do uh, cool things. And keep doing cool things. So, so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fan these out. And I'm going to take the fingy and I'm going to start from my left to my right. Your right to your left. You tell me when to stop. Stop. And we've got a random question for you. Uh, okay. Where is the strangest place that you've either Peter pooped? Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. The weirdest place I have ever did both was, okay. pa was parasailing. Uh, in <laughs> Hold Florida. on, I'm taking that all in. Parasailing, okay. That sounds terrifying for somebody. So, well, yeah, it's parasailing. I think that's called yeah. when you're you're in the air and a boat's pulling you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my little sister and I, we, well, she's around the same age as me, but we we were both hooked up there and flying, and we were both laughing because we're like, we have to, we both had to shit, and we just, we just went. We just pulled our pulled our bathing suit and just let it go. <laughs> so all, all all of the people on the beach. <laughs> I mean, like, we were far out. We were far. These out gulls are huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, wow, parasailing. 
that it, it, that's no, not even just like a place. That's that's activity as yeah, well. Yeah. That's like who, who just like I've never parasailed in my life, so that's already interesting to me. Right. But then like, yeah, I just went. That's it's that's, fun. that's crazy. It's that's well, awesome. it's like you're kind of fucked when you get up there, and like I, I mean. It, I have a small bladder and I mean, I got to pee yeah. like every hour. Right. And, and so, I mean, we were up there and, you know, we were just kind of laughing. Cause she's like, did you go to the bathroom before you went? I'm like, no. And she's like, I have to go. And I'm like, I have to go too. And she's, I'm like, let's just do it. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, so that's probably, yeah. that's probably the, the strangest place for sure. That's a strange place. That wins an award for me. Yeah, that's a great yeah. You might, you might get an award at some point from us. If, if, if that question <laughs> ever comes up again, we should retire it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my absolutely God. Retire it. We, we did a, um, for our one year anniversary, we did an award show where we, we did send out some awards to some of our favorite answers and some of our favorite guests and stuff. Uh, so uh, you may be coming back for that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. I'm just, you just let me know. <laughs> and, and, and just so you know, the awards are the golden gnome awards. It so the golden it gnome. would be able to uh, add to your collection. Exactly. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I need a, I need a non stone one, but yeah, I mean, I you know I I've done a lot of crazy shit, you know, so I I, I like to tell tell the stories, but I just yeah. yeah, life is about the stories. That's that's what it's all about, absolutely. Um, so real quick, Felicity, before we wrap this up, uh, please can you can you let everybody know uh, where they can find you? all the awesome things that you're doing, uh, you know, just kind of give them a rundown of what you're doing and all the socials and all the websites that they can find you on. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, felicityfueled.com is kind of my main hub where you can find different things. Uh, my Instagram is felicityfueled. My Twitter is felicityxfeline, but it's going to get turned into felicityfueled too. Uh, I don't really use Facebook. Um, I'm having some issues actually. Cause I, I don't use, um, I have a page, but it's like a, from a gray account. And so they're not allowing me access to my page anymore. So okay. <laughs> I got to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I don't, devil, no, so. nobody, nobody uses Facebook anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. I fucking hate Facebook. I mean, I hate TikTok <laughs> too. I don't use TikTok. Um, but, uh, we do. Yeah. We have TikTok. <laughs> we have I mean, I got, I don't know what the hell we're doing on it. I don't know what we're doing on it, but I mean, but please I, go on. Sorry, I tried. I tried. It's just like they kicked me off like three times um, for no reason. Like nothing. I wasn't posting anything sexual. It was like me drumming and um, some fitness videos. And yeah, they just didn't like me. And I kept trying. And so I gave up on that. Um, and uh, YouTube. Yeah, it's just I think Felicity Feline. So, yeah, but that's kind of like the main thing. You can find all the links and cool stuff on there. Awesome. awesome. We're going to have links in the description as well. Yep. Uh, thank you for spending some of your day with us. Uh, this has been an awesome conversation. This yeah. has been super cool. So, um, yeah, no problem. You're, you're always invited back on. You're welcome to come back anytime you want to just chat or talk some shit with us. Um, you're, you're part of the, the Bacon is My Podcast family now. So, uh, so you for are better or worse. For better or worse. <laughs> you're, you're with us. You're stuck with us. Uh, Thanks, thank you guys. for hanging out with us. Wait, real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I have a question for you guys. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, with bacon, um, do you ever eat turkey bacon? Like, are you yeah. only – yeah? So you like turkey bacon too? I like we, – we like uh, all forms of bacon. Uh, except, except for beef bacon. For beef bacon. Not a big fan of beef bacon. Wow, really? 
Yeah, it's we, awful. We we had what well, may and maybe we maybe we had it wrong. Like, if I'm gonna try something, I'm gonna try it at least two or three times before I decide whether I like it or I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and we only tried it once, but it was really bad. Yeah, it was so disappointing. It was just like it was it was like a like like roast beef almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because actually beef bacon is my favorite. Um, is it? Oh, yeah. Sure. Like I'm not a huge fan of pork. Um, I mean, I eat a lot of red meat. Like my diet mm. is pretty much meat and fruit. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to go for beef bacon or turkey bacon. Um, I'll have pork sometimes like but it. I just never really like pork that much. But yeah, it's definitely a different texture, though. But I eat a lot of red meat. So maybe right. I just prefer the taste of beef, you know? Yeah, I love beef. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beef guy too. But, beef but guy. it was, you know what it was? I was Maybe just my like, expectations. Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember he, he came into my apartment. And he's like, "Look what I got!" And I was yeah. like, "Beef that that exists? Beef right. bacon? That's two amazing things, and they are combined into one." And then we we had it. And we were kind of like, "Eh." Yeah, we felt bad about it too. Like we looked yeah. at each other. And we were like, "Are you not liking this <laughs> as much as I'm not liking this?" And is there something wrong with me? Like, are we okay? Yeah, yeah we felt That's really hilarious. bad for a little while. Yeah, yeah, so. I know what you mean. I've tried to make it. I, I make it myself sometimes because uh, I'll get like really fatty cuts of like grass fed meat and stuff, and I'll mm-hmm. just try to trim the fat, like the kind of parts where like the fat's marble. I'll like trim that really thin, and then I'll get grass fed butter and like kind of you know fry it, and it comes out okay. Like it's 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 okay. I don't do it that much, but Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe we we like cooking too. So yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll have to figure it out. If you're ever in New York, the next time you're in New York, we'll we'll have a we'll have a bacon cooking, cooking. special. We'll have a bacon cooking special. That and sounds we'll, awesome. We'll, I'm down. We'll cook a bunch of bacon and we'll uh, and we will try your choice of uh, beef bacon. And maybe you can sway us. Maybe you can make it. That maybe sounds good. I'm Watch out. Yeah. Challenge Definitely. accepted. Yes. Ooh, okay. All right. Yes. Here we go. Love it. Awesome. So we always like to leave uh we always like to leave with the most important question that mm-hmm. anyone can ever ask themselves. We did say earlier that you would be tested. I don't know if you caught that or not. I don't know if you remember it or not, but it is that thing that makes your life better. It is that thing that makes everything a little bit more enjoyable. Do you, do you do you remember what that question the, was? The most important question. She also did an edible earlier. Uh, wait, was it? Wait, it was a question you asked me. It wasn't a question we asked you. It was a question that we said is the most important question to ask yourself every day. Oh, oh man, I can't remember. <laughs> it is. What's your bacon? <laughs> oh, okay. What's your vegan? Ah. Uh, so everybody at home, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been Felicity with us today. And just remember, her ba- she has so many bacons. There's a lot of bacon. There's a lot of bacon. Music Even is beef. her bacon. Helping people is her bacon. Uh, positivity is her bacon. Entertaining say, is her bacon. I'd say bacon. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll summarize mine where finding out what makes you feel the most alive and living the most optimal life. So for That's Felicity- awesome. Finding your bacon is her bacon. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
I love it. I love it. Thank yes. you for hanging out with us. And uh, we will do this again. We'll definitely yes, I'd love to. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. All right. That's the show. Uh, that is the full episode. So um, like we said, you're, you're, you're part of the fam now. So feel free if you have anything that you're promoting. Hello. Oh. You should have said hi before, but. <laughs> all, all, all puppies are welcome on the show. Yes, hundred percent. He has two. I have one. So we're both we're we're we're, we're pup. We're, we're dog dog, dog people. people. Aw, I'm I'm thinking about getting an, a cat. I I really miss having cats. Yeah, but I love dogs too. I just it's just so easy to travel with just him. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll 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 take ours. My my girlfriend actually sings for a for a all girl punk rock band that goes on tour and okay. stuff like that. So nice. Um, well, they'll, uh, they'll take Bruce every now and then. Yeah. Oh, so, my dog's name is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> He's a little French bulldog, Boston terrier mix. So and he looks two, two directions at once. He does. His eyes are this. <laughs> oh my awesome. God. Does he have a lazy eye? He's got two lazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like in, uh, in, in, in there. Um, in the Adam Sandler movie, Waterboy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like that. Yeah. Just like that. Steve like Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Steve He's Buscemi. got Steve Buscemi eyes. If they ever met, we'd all go back in time if they looked at each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. So, hey, before before we let you go, would you mind doing a bumper for us real quick? A uh, bumper? What do you mean? Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll pop out a frame so it's just you and then just say, hey, this is Felicity. You can find me and, and say where they can find you or what you're doing and just say, and you've been consuming bacon as my podcast. And it's just something we can throw in other episodes too to, again, just keep promoting you. And Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Right. Awesome. So whatever you want to say, however you want to promote it, um, and then just you've been consuming bacon as my podcast. Oh, I'm going to just do it over here again. The lighting's better. Okay. You let us know when you're ready, and then we'll pop we'll out pop a frame. We'll pop out as a frame. Okay. All right. Should I just go whenever? Yep. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, whenever you're ready. Okay. Hi, I'm Felicity. You can reach me at FelicityFuel.com. You've been consuming Bacon is My Podcast. Have a great day. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. Thank cool. you so much. Um, and like we said, it was then. It was then. How was the interview? I don't know. I was there. It was awesome. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Uh, see, we told you there was a fun poop story. Yeah. Yeah, that. we made you wait till the end for it, but well, we did tell you there. I mean, so so we probably could have gone longer, but I was like, "What we, tops this?" We definitely could have gone longer. What tops this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how you that's how you make a finish. That's how you finish your your, that's your game. How, that's how three people that will not stop talking about the things that they like mm -hmm. find an ending. Yep, they grab a Poddex question about pooping. Mm-hmm. And and the end. Yeah. Um, so so uh, yeah, definitely check her stuff out. Yeah, uh, really cool. Um, Jim, where can they check your stuff out? Well, speaking of poop, you can find my shit at cravingstrange.net, mm -hmm. where you can find my band Craving Strange and all the poop that shit that we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have new music out. Uh, it could be any one of a couple of things at this point. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I'm, I'm not going to tell you what it is because it might be something else. Something else. 
Who knows? But CraveMachineChange.net will give you all those things. You can listen to us on all the, all the uh, streaming stuff. You can find me on all the socials, Jimmy G Shoes. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, my band Crash Transit has just put out a record. You can find that on Spotify and all other streaming services. Or go to CrashTransit.com and you can uh, get yourself a copy. And check that out, too. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I'm, As you should be. I'm excited to... Uh, it was really fun to do. It was a cool thing to do. Yeah. So uh, where can they find your shit? Well, before we completely get off the topic of you, yeah. you and I do some music together. That's true. It's called Bacon Is My Passion. Indeed. You can check it out on all streaming platforms. We've got some fun... We even talked about it in the episode. We, t- we got everything from, you know... Tito and the Tarantulas to yeah. uh, you know a heavy rock song. Yeah, we we just we throw everything out there. We definitely do. We're not contained to a box, man. Me personally, you can find me at me my own self, Mike, on all the socials. Uh, you can catch my band something heavy. We definitely have something new out. I don't know what it is at this <laughs> moment, but by the time this airs, we're going to be pushing something, and you're going to hear about it, and. Go. You just go. Right. Something heavy music uh, on all social media platforms. Check us out on Spotify and uh, Apple Music and Deezer and Tidal and all of the obscure ones that are out there. And if your brain is just swimming trying to remember all of these different sites to try and find us and our stuff, you can really just go to Bacon is My podcast.com yes and find all those things it's centralized it's all right there it's all there as well as links to all of our sponsors the patreon yeah you know everything a blog a blog we've got a blog we're just we're launching it now yeah we've got a blog where we we talk about things and stuff things and stuff and stuff and things indeed so uh so yeah a lot of stuff please make sure you keep giving us those five star reviews no matter where you listen to us it helps us in so many ways. The algorithm. Fuck the algorithm. Uh, it's the worst. It's so bad. It really but is bad. help us out. Give us a star, five-star review. It really... It, that little thing really helps a show in ways you would never imagine. imagine. <laughs> easy for me to say. Stay in the conversation and find the things that are easy for you to say by using the hashtag bacon... Is my podcast or bacon is my pod? But most importantly, hashtag what's your bacon because it is the most important question that you could ask yourself every single day that you should ask yourself every single day. Thank you for listening and ask yourself what's your bacon? What's your bacon?